The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Well, the time's just gone exactly 19 minutes past five here on the 11.9 High FM Afternoon Overdrive. I'm Michael McKenna. Welcome to the show. Anthony Reich, our correspondent from Israel. Anthony, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. It's Orain Tovim, Wadim Nice to join you. And of course, we're in the middle of the Festival of Sukkot. Um, and today was a significant day in Jerusalem with 50 thousand people turning up at the western wall for the traditional priestly blessing that took place this morning mm-hmm. uh, and the ceremony will be repeated again on wednesday, wednesday. for those who didn't make it today um, and they're expecting similar crowds um, at the uh, kotel at the western wall in jerusalem and of course along with sukkot we have kind of weather change from last week when it was really, really hot to all of a sudden this Indeed. week. <laughs> Traditionally, Sukkot comes with slightly wetter weather, and we've certainly had a, a few drops of rain over the last couple of days, which kind of come from nowhere. <laughs> they just suddenly appear. As soon as we hear the name Sukkot, the rain comes. Um, and although it hasn't been very wet, but we've certainly had a few drops of rain. So um, even here where the weather is uh, usually quite stable and quite good around this time of the year, it becomes a little strange. Well, indeed, Anthony, let's regard it as showers of blessings. And if I can join you there with Chach Sukkot Samaech to everybody. And welcome to the show once again. Great to be chatting to you once again, Anthony. And thanks for joining us. Let's begin with Israeli National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir, who has been controversially omitted from high-level government security meetings. And well, why is this the case then? Or has it? Or well, is this the case? Well, it depends who you talk mm. to as to whether he really was uh, omitted from the meeting or not. Certainly mm. his supporters um, have been a feeling a very left out uh, by the fact that he was not invited to this security meeting. Um, and in fact, there are those who have even gone public saying, that um, this is not okay and that uh, this is really just an action taken by the Prime Minister and the government which really doesn't uh, fit with uh, the way that the government should operate. One of his supporters uh, tweeted, "If well, do we say tweet these days? I think we still do, right? (laughs) Or X, what if you'd like. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if X is a verb Mm. um, like tweet, but he did say, if I were Prime Minister... I wouldn't do this. When you snub snub the national security minister, you cause damage. And it's a shame Netanyahu did so. That was um, from Osama Yehudit, member of Knesset, Svika Fogel, um, who uh, quoted that to one of the public broadcasters. But according to the prime minister and those around him, the security meeting, that briefing that did take place and that took place without Itamar Ben-Gvir really didn't revolve around issues which Ben-Gvir is involved with. And the Prime Minister said that um, the reason that he was not in the meeting was really because the meeting was about Iran and issues relating to Iran and that it didn't deal with any internal security issues, which, of course, is what Itamar Ben-Gvir is responsible for. Okay. However, if one digs a little deeper Mm -hmm. into some of the things that have been going on, then there are those around the prime minister who've said that Ben-Gvir is a bit of a troublemaker when it comes to these security meetings because he has the tendency, apparently, to start to quiz the various professional officials who attend these meetings, 
constantly asking okay. questions, making recommendations which are just not in keeping with the way that Israel's public policy, public um, uh, um, uh, foreign policy is currently working, and and therefore um, he becomes a little bit of a, a, a nuisance and annoyance in these okay. meetings, and that potentially is one of the reasons why he's been left out. One of them was quoted as saying he comes to meetings and constantly strives for targeted killings, a ban on bringing workers from Gaza Strip, strange closures on all kinds of villages and cities. He doesn't understand that with such a policy, the prime minister could not fly anywhere and certainly would not receive receptions around the world. So this is obviously a reference to Israel's Mm -hmm. foreign standing and and what might happen if some of Ben Gvir's recommendations uh, were to be adopted. Um, but the truth of the matter is that the Prime Minister was saying that really the, the, the whole storm that's blown up is really because there are people out there who are just trying to paint the, ba- the Prime Minister in a bad light. They're trying to um, create some sort of friction where it doesn't exist. And that's really what this is all about. So it depends who you want to believe as to exactly what has Mm. happened. But clearly there is a certain element of friction that is going on Mm. between Mm. Ben Mm. Gvir and his people and um, the government, the prime minister. Um, And in fact, um, one of them even went as far as quoting that uh, defense minister, uh, not sorry, not Defence Minister, but Benny Gantz, who is a minister in the government, um, was was actually um, telling the defence officials not to answer some of Ben Gvir's questions, questions in some of the the, uh, the um, uh, security briefings that went on, because apparently these questions went so far. Um, that, uh, you know, um, the, 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 they just felt that they weren't appropriate. So, again, I don't know who to believe in this particular story, but clearly there is not all peace mm, and quiet mm, mm. in the way that the government is currently operating, and there is a certain amount of tension that exists between the Prime Minister's office and that of the office of, of Itamar Ben-Gvir. Well, Anthony, let's see what the headlines say tomorrow. Always very interesting mm-hmm. to see how things transpire exactly. on the following day. Let's look at another Israeli government minister who's on his way to Saudi Arabia as the Holy Land and Saudi Arabia try to cement ties. He's now the second minister to visit within the last two weeks. So what's, the, what's this particular visit all about? Um, so this is um, Israel's communications minister, Shlomo okay. Karhi, who is the second minister to visit Riyadh ever since the inception of the State of Israel. Wow. And he follows quite hot on the heels of a tourism minister, Chaim Katz, who was in Riyadh um, to de- attend a conference of the United Nations World Tourism Organization that took place um, about 10 days ago. This meeting that uh, communications minister Shlomo Karhi is on his way to is something to do with a universal postal union conference. So all of these um, events that are being attended by Israeli ministers in Saudi Arabia, in spite of the fact that Israel currently doesn't have any mm-hmm. uh, diplomatic relations with Saudi Arabia, these um, conferences are all sort of under the auspices of international bodies, whether they be the United Nations or other international bodies in this particular case. This is the uh, Universal Postal Union Conference, and that is apparently the fourth extraordinary conference congress, um, which um, is due to uh, take place on Wednesday. And interestingly, this Postal Union Congress is um, there to talk about the future 
of post offices and postal unions around the world in general and how they can find their way uh, by incorporating cutting-edge technologies and other uh, logistical operations to stimulate their business because um, the truth of the matter, and, and everybody will understand this, is that mm-hmm. the post offices as we knew them once upon a time are not um, the same post offices we know them today. They certainly don't have the same use. Yeah, and, and in Israel, right. there is a huge amount of pressure on the post office. The, the government is currently trying to privatize the post office, but it doesn't look particularly attractive in its current form because it doesn't have a great deal of work to do with the way in which the world currently operates. So it's interesting that um, our minister has gone to Saudi Arabia to talk about this. Um, and, of course, the fact that it's being so warmly received in Saudi Arabia in spite That's of the fact news. that right. we don't have the diplomatic relations there. Sure. Okay, so very quickly, let's look at the President of Israel's Supreme Court, which has cancelled a farewell event at the President's residence. Well, why, why is this so? Yes, so this is the Supreme Court President Esther Chayot, who will be retiring very soon Mm -hmm. um, from her position as the President of the Supreme Court and as a judge on the bench of the Supreme Court, having um, served her term and having reached retirement age, and she is just about to retire. And usually the process is that there is a retirement event, a certain ceremony that is hosted at the residence of the President of Israel. And during the process of that retirement event, the successor would be sworn in as President of the Supreme Court. So there is a a smooth handover and that there is no gap that's left. Unfortunately, at the moment, the uh, Minister of Defense, um, uh, Yair Levine, Yariv Levine, I'm sorry, has not appointed a successor to be president of the Supreme Court. And the usual way that this works is that the most senior judge on the bench of the Supreme Court is uh, uh, assumed to pick up the role as president. And Yoriv Levine says he doesn't agree with that process. He thinks that it should be appointed in a slightly different way. And he has refused to convene the Judicial Appointments Committee Mm -hmm. in order to appoint the new president. So Esa Chayut, who is obviously at loggerheads for the Minister of Justice at the moment, they definitely don't see eye to eye, has notified the president of Israel that there seems to be little point Mm -hmm. in having a ceremony at his residence in order to signal her retirement and to swear in the new president of the Supreme Mm, Court mm. if there is no new president of the Supreme Court to swear in. So she has preferred just to cancel the whole ceremony and to do away with it, which, of course, is her kind of little protest Sure. the Minister of Justice. Well, that explains that then. Anthony, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon to give us some, uh, or rather give us an update as to what is happening in Israel at the moment. Anthony Reich standing in for Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. So that's what's happening in the Holy Land at the moment.